I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wood inside. Welcome to another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Last week, I had the vest. This week, we're going with the Hanukkah socks. I hope the, I hope the socks give us more luck than the fucking vest last week. I think it was a bit of a bloodbath for everyone the on this podcast. Did exactly what it needed to do. It pulled through in one spot. The only fight that mattered was the one that it pulled through for us. Uh, let's, let's just get right into it. We'll we'll bounce around to other topics as we go. But the bra, Dobra. It's just I I don't know what to say. Sean Sean, get us started. I mean, we're we're one of the biggest I think uh, Dubronx fans uh, podcasts out there. Uh, I had some I had money on him. I had money on him by decision. Even I didn't really think it would be that easy. Um, <laughs> He's been showing some just really good wrestling, but obviously that was against, you know, who it was against, some shitty guys. Uh, him doing that to Tony is pretty impressive. I know Tony's, like, he has credentials, but he he's not the greatest wrestler, I would say, and he, he has been taken down by some guys, but that's still impressive to be able to do what he did and just out-grapple him. Not even just wrestling, just out-grappling him. That armbar, holy fuck. Tony tapped. It looked like he did. When I was watching it, like, I I didn't have sound on uh, just because I was doing some other shit. But uh, it, it looked like he tapped maybe once. Like, the, I don't know. But uh, I'm happy he didn't because I, I hit that decision plus 525. I, I wish I did. I gave it out. I <laughs> couldn't it bet it. Me. I couldn't bet it based on principle. But it's obvious that that's what was going to happen. I mean. It almost didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know what, I, I think there's a lot of people coming out of this fight that are now like, oh, now Tony's shot, yep. you know, physically yep. gone. Yep. Uh, I don't even think that's it. No. Like, I, I people are just trying to take more credit away from our boy Dubronx. Because... That part of the, I feel like that part of the game doesn't get too washed. It's more like standing, getting dropped and shit like that. Like guys will be able to grapple. Like if they're a good grapple, they'll be able to grapple. It's just taking but shit on the feet is, is where it kind of loses it. Being, being washed either doesn't have anything to do with, uh, Doe Bronx literally bodying Tony multiple oh. times, like literally picking him up. Like he's a fucking high school wrestler and slamming his ass. Like I, I tweeted, I was like, Man, out of everything, though, Brock's hands has gotten better striking his boxing. His wrestling, especially his offensive wrestling, has become insanely good, man. Like, I, it was crazy to watch. I, I, I do think Tony's a, a little on the down slide, but oh, for sure. that had nothing to do with, with this performance. To, to where it took place, the, I mean, him, Tony's, you might not look at like a, a ninth planet black belt like you would some, ju, you know, Brazilian jujitsu gyms. It's still a really good black belt. And the guy's got 15 years of competing in that shit. 
he got fucking demolished in, in the jujitsu. I'm like, Doe Brunks was doing whatever he wanted. He was never worried about Tony one time. And that should tell you something. That's it, it was, the crazy thing. It, it, anywhere that fight went on the feet, Doe Bronx was throwing his boxing look. Like he wasn't worried about Tony anywhere. That's a different guy. He was walking through what Tony was throwing. Like Tony hit him a bit early in that first round, and it did not seem to phase him. There was definitely no quit. Uh, I think that narrative's gone now. Uh, he just he he got hit. He took it well, and Good he was in. throwing he, right back, man. He took some. He took a couple big ones from Tony in that fight, especially in the first round. I believe, like yeah. his chin looks great. I, I can't say enough about the improvement of Dobrox. Like it, it's it's pretty crazy that that we've we've watched that evolution of him. Lance <laughs> did indeed sacrifice his health, his voice. He'll never talk again. Good. He'll he'll, ne- good. he'll never talk again. Lance is never going to have a voice again. Like if if Dobrox wins a title, that that man might walk off a bridge. He's a monk. He's, <laughs> he's going to be a monk. Man, uh, yeah. It was beautiful. And, you know, it, I, I enjoyed it even more because there was, there's a lot of nerds out there and a lot of nerds who had just learned how to say Dubron last Dubron. week because uh, I don't know. I, I heard some weird stuff. Some like Dobron <laughs> and stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourselves. Just get on board the train. There's still plenty of room. Been driving it for years, and it's not stopping. There, there's a there's a lot of believers now. I, I will say, like the the man probably deserves that shot. Uh, what else? He's not going to get it though. That's yeah, the I know because you know why? He'll win that belt. He'll oh. win that fucking belt, and they don't want that. I, I don't think they want that. I just don't uh, think they do. I think the probably the worst matchup for him out of all of the guys that are at the top right now, like. Obviously, anybody can get slept by Connor, but he takes Connor down and he taps him quick. After what we saw happen to Gaethje in his last fight, he takes him yep. down and he taps yep. him. Yep. Uh, I think the worst matchup for him is probably Poirier, but even then, like even he takes then, him man. down a bunch and probably taps him too. Poirier likes getting taken down. I mean, yeah. there, there's really not a guy. I mean, I, I would have said Gaethje, but. That, not after, not after he the would, Khabib fight. His whole thing w- was shattered after the Khabib fight. Like, it really wasn't. I don't even – I'm not even saying, like, the take him getting taken down like that from me. I mean, fuck. He can when he early, I think he, he has a shot just like Connor, where if he if he throws as much as he can like he did against Khabib in that first, he might get him out of there. Maybe. But if he Maybe. doesn't, then he's fucked. I just yeah. think what changes everything is how I saw him – literally pick up Tony and slam him on his head a couple times. Like the offensive wrestling is a problem for everybody. And that's a big dude. He's a big 155er, man. I think that gets looked over too. He his length, like he's a big fucking guy, man, at 155. That guy's a problem. I I would pick him almost almost over anybody at, at 155 right now. Give me dog money, and I'm taking it for sure against any against any. It, if, he, if he fought Khabib tomorrow, and they let they gave me two to one, I'm taking a small shot. I'm just going to take a small shot. Don't get me wrong; that's the one guy that probably can get on top and and just do enough to to pound him out of there in three or four rounds. But yeah. I know Doe Bronx has a shot to catch even Khabib and something on the map. 
So, I think they think that Gaethje and uh, Chandler are going to be on that Poirier uh, McGregor card because they said they were still going to add one more big fight. I kind of look at that. I heard it was Chandler and Hooker. Oh, really? So yeah. Gaethje's. So if that's I the case, then about I... that to yesterday or something maybe Hooker. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what the rumor is, but I think what. Dubronx is going to have to do is just kind of be a late notice guy. If if any of those big names fall out, then he, he gets a matchup. If he doesn't, I guess he waits for Gaethje. I mean, so there's not really anybody like he's ranked third now. So like, yeah, yeah nobody ahead of him to fight. It, yeah, it's why I say it's like title or or almost nothing for him at this point. But I, I'm still kind of convinced that. I don't think the UFC wants that guy to be a champ. Not that they don't like him. Not that he doesn't finish fights or isn't exciting. He's a Brazilian that can't speak English. There's just something about that that doesn't. He's trying, man. He was trying yeah. at the end at that yeah. end of that uh, interview. He was trying. You you and you almost have to because it's all about selling to the UFC and uh, most consumers of this sport to be that guy. You you have to sell yourself a little bit and being a I mean, the finishing and all that shit's good now. Like, everything's going towards his side. I just, he needs that look. He just got to get a matchup. He just got to get a matchup with somebody. A big name. Uh, uh, ahead of him. That's all yeah. he's going to do. If he gets a fight with that, then he will be a big this name. Was because a good he's going to take those guys out. This yep. was a good step because Tony is a yeah. name. Like, even yeah. on the outers of the, you know, the hardcore fans, Tony's a, a name in the sport. That That was a great start. Yeah, Tony yep. Gigi did what, like seven hundred K earlier this year? It did like a, a big number. So yep. people know who that is. And yep. the last pay per view yeah. of the card, uh pay per view of the year. Uh we're going on a decent sized break after the card this weekend. It, it might have done all right numbers. Like I know, of course, Fig uh, everybody thinks the one twenty fivers can't sell, and from what we've seen, that's true. Uh, but maybe it did all right. Maybe people saw See, it. I, I saw some a little bit of more Dobronx kind of chatter. Uh, online, but not specifically like MMA sites. Uh, he got a little spot on Sports Center and shit like that. So thirty twenty six, fucking to do thirty twenty four. Thirty twenty could have been. Could have been. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the rest of the cards. Um, we'll do the main event and then drop down to the bottom. Then, man, it's it's tough to talk about this one because it was a phenomenal fight. But Davis and Figueroa won that fucking fight. He absolutely he won did. that fight. Absolutely. I, I, and look, man, that, that commentary I, was fucking horrific in that fight. <laughs> yeah, that look, we've we've talked about them for a while, especially when Rogan and, and uh Rogan, Rogan and, and anybody together. when Rogan and anybody gets together, Rogan sways them into being cheerleaders and having narratives. Him and DC is other level. That that was as <laughs> bad, so bad. That was as bad as they've been, though. They clearly were almost openly fucking cheering for Moreno in that fight. It was so bad, dude. And I, um, I don't know what he was seeing. I, think, I, I don't uh, either. It, it was. I, I rewatched. I rewatched it. It was a somewhat easy fight to score, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Figueredo was throwing the way harder shots. Moreno obviously was taking it, which, I mean, that's good on him. for him. still <laughs> landing very, very hard. And, I mean, they were throwing – Figueredo was matching or exceeding yeah. his strike. So how the fuck do you give 
Moreno any other round than the fourth round, which good on him. He won the fourth round. Uh, he was strong in that round, but uh, he did nothing in the fifth. Somehow got a scorecard. That, like that is that, the worst one. That, that is that the worst the card. Fight. And that cost him the fight because he would have got two scorecards. Yeah. That one yeah. judge would have been a majority. Yep, that was a that was the worst part about it. I was I was gonna say that like I didn't think the point deduction was right because it I mean I get it some are like yeah I mean any groin strike like that should be a point immediately making a statement uh, in a fucking uh title fight. Right. It's just Herzog. That's what I'm saying. But one, it's so inconsistent. Two, it's a title fight. Three it wasn't that bad. It really, it was, it was flush, but it, I've it seen, sounded bad, but like he didn't even take five two minutes. minutes. He only took two minutes. Like, and two like, minutes and was, was ready to go. Back to 100% as soon yep. as they pl- started fighting again. So I don't know if it was just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems sometimes you just need to, to dry heave. I mean, he was dry heaving. Like, <laughs> was he just even, milking that for a point? I don't know what he was doing there. Outside of that, we could take the, the point deduction completely out of it. it still because didn't matter. The, the one ref that scored the fifth for Moreno was as bad as anything in that fight. That, that, yeah, was, that was the worst part. Uh, Figueredo should have won that fight. He did win that fight if you got that co- a competent fucking judge there. Um, yeah, I don't. It, that was a that was a great fight, but uh, man, of course we had people that were like, "Oh, that's one of the greatest fights of yeah, all time." The and fifth like, round just fell off a cliff. And um, and then like you know, um, I, I said on last week's show, I'm I'm not the biggest Figueredo guy and shit, and um, this this kind of changed me. That 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 performance was the, the gritty. Like Moreno gave him a great fight, and I thought he he performed way over what I've ever expected out of Figueroa. I thought he dug deep and dominated a really tough opponent. Um, uh, apparently other people didn't see that. I saw some Moreno fucking like, that's wild. I I thought Figueroa took it to another level. In my opinion, he looked great in those later rounds. Like that's been the narrative about him too, is that he gets tired. He starts gassing. I mean, he's a big guy for quote unquote, big guy for that weight class. He looked great in the, the fifth fresher round. guy in the fifth. He looked Moreno great. Was doing nothing. Yeah, that was the fight. He went out and took that fight in the fifth, and that was a bad, bad decision in my opinion. Like people are like, "That ain't a robbery." Like you can't call it a robbery. It was a close. I was like, "They're they're not necessarily robberies, but it's really bad to watch a fight that you think is clear. Like you can break down each round and clearly pick a winner. And even on a scorecard, you see a judge completely fucked up the fifth. Like that was easily a figure eight around. That might have been one of the clearest. This is wild, man. Yep. Like I, I remember, like watching it live. I was like, "Oh, this is a easy uh, figure eight around." Like not much happened, but then he poured it on, and at the very end, and usually at the end, that kind of sways judges. So I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> that is, it's inexplainable given that uh, that that scorecard. They can run it back. I didn't even get I didn't even get the draw bet in until after the fourth round because I was like, "Oh, Fig, Fig's blowing him out," and then yeah, Moreno. What did you get? Uh, Six fifty after round yeah, four. Like, that's a pretty good number. Mm. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> uh, my my question for you, Wes. So before in last week's uh, podcast, you said that uh, you thought Perez had a better chance to win than Moreno. Do you still feel that way? Because I don't think he can. Yes, I, I absolutely feel well, that way. Because we saw the absolute 
best out of Brandon Moreno against Figueredo, who was in the hospital, hospital at 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, another thing. And still kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, that's another thing. Apparently, the guy I just, was I just, fucking sick and shit. Uh, look, I'll, 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 I'll say this, like, of course, it's harder to say that now after watching that fight, watching Moreno do that. Um, I still think personally that Perez is the way more talented, like all around guy over Moreno, in my opinion. We just didn't see enough of it. And I just don't think he can take the, the hits that Moreno could. That's the only reason I, Moreno's got the chin to stay in there and get, have a chance in hell. I think Perez gets but, there. I don't know if he can take that see, here's, from Figueredo. Here's the other other side of that coin is like Figueredo, in my opinion, that that fight wasn't like it was a great fight. It wasn't exactly close. I thought Figueredo clearly no, beat no. Brandon Moreno. And yeah, he's tough. He got beat up a lot in that fucking fight. <laughs> I'm not I think Perez might be good enough to where he just got caught in a sub. I'm not sure Figueredo bombs on him like he was Moreno, you know. Uh, it's ben a great Vitas, fight. I yeah. want to see that. I want to see that fight again. Uh, I do want to yeah, see Yeah, well, it, that's what's going to happen. I think, I mean, Figueredo will take a little bit of time off. They'll do the rematch. and, and then Props to Moreno, man. Like that. Yeah, or, I, mean, I did not believe he could take that. I shit. did not either. I, I didn't either. I, I didn't either. Or the UFC re-signs John Lineker. Figueredo Lineker. Boom. And he just completely obliterates oh, Figueredo ridiculous but of course it will never happen because the usc cuts you know fun fighters yes that speaking of which we talked a little bit about it last week yoel cut uh now he's in bellator i'm gonna have to start watching bellator fuck sakes i'm gonna have to i made my little after the last bellator card because that was that was brutal they did like a 10 p.m thursday night start and it went the one before that was like fucking great, though. It, oh, they, yeah, it was amazing. That's why I watched this one, and then it went to like one a.m. with a shitty women's main event, and it, like it the, was rough. The Bellator and UFC are a lot similar than people want to say now. The UFC, oh, yeah. the UFC doesn't do that as often as Bellator do because they have the roster not to do that. But the UFC will give you a good event like we had last week, and then like. You will get some shitty ones like that. Calvio and Jessica I in the yeah, main event. one thirty in the morning. You're like, what am I doing with my life? You know what I'm saying? But Bellator's <laughs> built that. They got some uh, like their their light heavyweight division is is decent now. Like they're yeah. they got some really. I think I think McKee is one of the best young fighters in the entire sport. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, Pitbull literally competes with the lighter weight guys in any any uh promotion in the world so they got guys they they mm-hmm. they've built their roster up and then i mean you're adding two of the most fun like rumble and yolo gets added to bellator's roster and like we, we need a oh, light heavyweight tournament man and not a big one we just need the the good ones <laughs> the good guys yeah we That's just need guys. yoel on one side and rumble on the other side yeah <laughs> i mean in like like bader even at this point is isn't like Horrible. He's a good like guy to measure. Um, Nemkov that beat him like Nemkov is good. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a they got a couple good good divisions and some really good young stars. Like I'll say it again, McKee is great. I I know we say like we wish we'd see guys in the UFC and stuff just to measure them. Like I, I don't think it's like that big of a gap anymore between the promotions. But I would really like to see McKee and the UFC and compete against 
the best in the world because I I think he's the truth. I really do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The the Bellator has two of at worst the top ten featherweights in the world. Yeah. In, absolutely. In at worst, uh, and they've got some other good guys too. So uh, I'll I'll be tuning in. You know, pending matchups when it comes to Bellator. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, I probably should be doing the same when it comes to UFC, but it's on Saturdays and COVID. I've got nothing to do with my fucking life right you now. Got two, so. You got two screens. Come on. Let's now. let's not let's not go with all this talk. I'm seeing like Yolo and Rumble out the gate. Like fuck that. I want to no. see I want to see chill. Yolo and Rumble go over there and mash some trash cans like they <laughs> everybody else do. That's good fun. Like we don't yeah. need like shit fights of guys laying on each other. Let Yolo go smash a couple cans. This yeah. guy's. This guy's fought like five rounders, I think, every fight for like the last five years. He's fighting like the best guy every single time out. Gets cut for it. Let him go mash a couple fucking garbage men. Like that's I know you said Wes earlier that, that you don't do a big tournament, but that's why you expand it to sixteen people. So hey. that YOLO and Rumble can get some absolute <laughs> Japanese hands in the first two rounds of the tournament and just crush them. Yeah. That's, the the that's Scott Coker special. Absolutely. All right. Nobody, nobody we're we're going to fire through the rest of this real quick. Uh, starting off, I don't know where fights are anymore. Um, the uh, the Facebook prelims or whatever. Uh, we got Chase Hooper doing absolutely nothing while he gets his shit pushed in wow. for 12 minutes. Uh, and then Imanari rolls himself into a heel hook. Um <laughs> He grappled with the dude for 12 seconds and got a stoppage, and somehow I lost an under two-and-a-half bet on this fight because I'm an idiot. I, I mean, me and Sean lost, like, some plus 250s plus on this Plus 320 Three, on, old, yeah. uh, on uh, Barrett or whatever the hell he, his name is. What's so bad is he, he did it twice. Like, he literally rolled from completely across the cage twice and caught that motherfucker, and the second time yeah. he's just so fucking tired. He's like, oh, I can't get out. It he was, was up so two good. rounds to none on two of the three judges' scorecards. He just had to survive, and we would have cashed a, a nice underdog. And then you glossed over it, but he was only up on two of the three scorecards. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? That's the thing. We're, we get lucky, man. There's a lot of times where it doesn't end up mattering, but there's some fucked up scorecards out there. Yeah, that that's bad. Um, yeah, I, I kind of liked the kid coming out of the Caceres fight because he never stopped trying to grapple uh, in that fight, even though he was getting ass kicked. And he never even started trying to grapple in this fight. Like, smart. Uh, his coaches need to be shot out of a cannon. Yep. Um, T- uh, some, yeah, Tisha Torres got a stoppage because the chick she was fighting didn't want to fight. Shout, shout out to shout out to our boy LBC, but man, that that was just that was brutal. Them them laying a bad line and and being able to get some of it. And, Under one and, and a half, even, even God, that was over one and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's especially yeah. when like it came back out two and a half was like minus three fifty and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's when you hedge a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, what can you do now that? a bunch of the books do like totals for every round. Uh, I looked at what the over one and a half was after they readjusted minus 500. So you could have gotten Ooh. some great, uh, that's some, some CLV baby. That's yeah. some arm right there. 
Oh, um, right. Next up, um, impressive performance from a Canadian, Canadian. which yeah. feels wrong to say, but Gavin Tucker, pound for pound number two in Canada after that performance. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not hard to uh, shoot up the, the rankings that quickly. Uh, he yeah, looked yeah. good, man. Like, I, I know Billy, like, we're pretty high on Billy Q. I was, yeah. um... I guess usually, like, he has taken some shit, but usually he kind of, his pace just wears people out, and Tucker was just teeing off on him, and and wasn't gassing, which was a bit surprising. Uh, he's still Canadian. We'll, we'll still yeah, have to fade him. I think a lot with Billy Q, too, is, is pressure not just, like, gets guys tired. It takes them out of their, their striking game and shit a little bit. Tucker looked like, Tucker looked like he thrived in it. Like, it made yeah. him fight. And fuck, man, he looked really, really good. That that was an impressive performance. That that was so impressive. Canadians are going to get absolutely fucking just <laughs> fucked here real soon by Gavin Tucker. You can fucking believe it. He's going to get KO'd or choked out, and they're going to be like, what "Was oh, he I'm against Rick Glenn? What was the line in that one?" He was a big favorite, wasn't he? Yeah, he. So he opened minus one fifty five against Rick Glenn. And he closed um, between like three fifty and four hundred. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then got thirty twenty six or thirty twenty four, I think something like yeah. that. Um, I still, uh, I still like. This, this looked good. It doesn't really change my opinion of of Billy Q because he did what he always does. It's just the guy that was across from him didn't fall apart. Um, yeah, it'll it'll still work against some guys. It's just he needs to, that guy he, he didn't. Yeah, he, he needs to refine himself just a little bit, though. Like, just the all-out brawling and stuff at this level is going to not – you're going to get in the guys that are – it's not going to, you know. He's got to get hit a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, get hit a little less. I mean, just tighten a couple things up. But, you know, that pressure is always going to be a problem for, for certain dudes. Yep. Lightweight division, we got this one wrong. Um, the, the fizzy pop and uh, – put some pop rocks in there and exploded all up in Moicano's face. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. It, Moicano was, uh, his hubris was a little, yep. uh, a little much on Saturday. He, uh, he's landed some good shit. It's yeah, it looked just, good early. You, you got, when you have a grappling advantage against a guy that uh, dangerous on the feet, you gotta take it, and he didn't, and he got slick knocked out. Yeah, you you see guys like fall in love with their striking over a period of fights. Sometimes it feels like McConnell he did it in like minutes. <laughs> he was like, "Shit, I'm working this dude, my my hand," and he looked good. Like he was tagging Fizzy Pop, but his shit wasn't close. Like yep. he was piecing him up. He's doing all right. And uh, you still you 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 play with fire, man. The guy hits hard. Look, I. I I like him. I liked him coming in that fight. I thought it was a tough fight for Mykano, but man, guys are he's already crowned. He he's already crowned. That's the <laughs> that's the next fucking champ. Guys crown dudes off off big knockouts like that. I still gotta see some more, man. Like he was getting pieced up by Mykano early in that fight. Honestly, I, I'm gonna talk about this a couple times in this podcast, uh just because of the matchups that we've got in this next card. But I think if that fight happens in a bigger cage, 
it's probably a little bit different because I think Moicano does a bit better if he doesn't have to engage quite so much. Yeah, when he can do what he did against Jeremy Stevens, uh, that's that's a lot safer game yep. plan and a lot less chance of getting uh, crushed like that. So, yeah, it could be, but unfortunately it's oh, COVID, well. so you're in a tiny cage. Moving on. I... <laughs> Unless you're on Fight Island. Yeah. And now moving on, we'll see what kind of line we get when Fizzy Pop faces a wrestler. Yep. Next up, we got a featherweight division matchup between Cub Swanson and Daniel Pineda. And, uh, man, old, uh, old Cubby, he looked all right in this one. A little bit, a uh, little bit of a rough spot with the legs early on, but he's still got some hands. I did not expect him to, to get a, a finish there. I, I kind of thought he, his win was, the way he was going to win was going to be by decision, just uh, kind of overcoming and, and just throwing enough volume. Um, man, that was a, that was a nice knockout. I was, uh, really wrong on Pineda. I had him inside the distance a couple different ways. And yeah, I mean, he's, he is what he is, I guess. You know, he's a, he's a flawed fighter, but, uh, he's got some decent, uh, pressure early on and can can get some fun uh fun exchanges going on yeah i i didn't expect uh, a knockout from from cub like that but even knowing you know uh, pineda fades a little in fights i never expected him to fade that hard he looked like he was gone like after a round he was completely gone like cub could do whatever he wanted on the feet at that point. It, it was it was really bad. I I don't know if I've seen Daniel Pineda fade like that in a fight before. I know he does get he does get tired later in fights because he does so much and goes for so much shit. Uh, but but props props to Cub man that that was that was a great uh, a great knockout. Um, I lost a little money on Pineda, but it was it was good to see uh, good to see Cub uh, get a win. Yep, it's. It's hard to to feel bad when the guy getting the win out of the situation is Cub Swanson. So yep. can't really be too upset about that one. On the other hand, <laughs> man, it's uh, it's it's rough. It's to, over. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> sad time for old Brazilians. It's it's over in multiple ways on this yeah. one, West, because the over hit by like four seconds. <laughs> yeah, cruising. Just cruising. It's over. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that that was a, a good a good uh, good F, FGF. Even though they're not necessarily uh, necessarily fatty. Uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a pretty pretty big bet on uh, on our boy gone by by TKO. Uh, man, please, we we gotta we gotta stop this shit. These next two fights, man, I, I don't. I don't know what these guys do in life, maybe coach or something, but it, it just people's got to step in, man. Like JDS is just, he's not even getting his hands off much anymore. You know, he, he's not, he's just in there getting demolished. Um, when it happens, it happens, man. When that chin goes, it's a, especially in as a heavyweight, <laughs> as a heavyweight and as a, and as a guy like JDS, you're, you're never going to get to, fight the Christian Warcrafts or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he's not getting anymore. cupcakes. No, he's getting you're, fed to fucking yep. good fighters. Yep. You're never going to get that fucking, and he probably could go smash some cans, you know? It just, it's not going to happen in the UFC or JDS. I don't know what he does, man, but I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see some more of, of uh, our boy gone. Um, I, I, you look good, man. Yeah, it's another. It another good for heavyweight, that's for yeah. sure. 
another good heavyweight. We we need some younger ones. We need some good young heavyweights in there. And uh, yeah, we'll see. He's the closest thing we got. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest thing we can do a prospect of heavyweight. <laughs> um, another rough one here. Uh, Jacare, I, I I thought he was going to remind everybody why Kevin Holland is Kevin Holland. And he yeah, puts yeah. himself in bad spots and he lets himself get taken down. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. So I'm just yeah. um, and then fucking arm from across the cage comes out and clips him. It was it was rough. I I mean when you when you bet. Jacare, I think, like most of us on this podcast, you got what you wanted. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah. He, he went straight for a takedown, got it easy, um, but then was just way too casual on the ground. Uh, Holland throws weird, dumb shit, and sometimes it lands. Uh, and that was just a crazy knockout. Uh, unfortunately, Jacare needs to uh, go do jujitsu at you know submission. <laughs> underground or whatever but uh the fight game is no moss for him yeah that 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 was so bad because we got everything we could have hoped for at the beginning of that fight and i was feeling really good and then i was like screaming like i jockery is usually like a very he he does what he knows well usually man him just kind of playing around uh, above holland and just not diving down on him and like I never, I was just screaming, like, what are you doing, man? Um, yeah, great knockout, though. I mean, that props to Holland. That that was some fucking wild shit. It was awesome to watch. Even I've lost a fucking another bunch of it. It's a bad card for me, but man, like, props, props to Holland. But look, Holland's, he's, I, people were pumping him up, man. He is not like some great great fighter or anything like he's exciting and shit but man we just watched it we watched his flaw play out right there i mean he got taken down like easily that that guy's wrestling is not good um most of these guys that are gonna fight him know exactly what to do man we'll we'll see uh gas tank problems i mean we saw him in the the third round against multiple guys here recently uh losing third rounds and shit so um yeah, I mean props. Uh he's he's playing up his his good knockout. I hope he uh you know makes fucking as much as he can make, but you're gonna give me another another crazy price against Holland again and I'm gonna be taking it. Holland had a a great twenty twenty, but he is still very much a developing fighter at this point. There's yep. there's holes to fill. I mean he did go to a That's split decision with Darren Stewart. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, speaking of holes to fill, um, <laughs> Mackenzie Dern has a new one on her nose. Oh, oh I thought I was going. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that was two jujitsu girls in a 15 minute kickboxing match. And yep. like, it was as fun as it could be for the situation yeah the, the way it unfolded but i i don't care yeah yeah uh i mean i had gender over by decision i thought if she could have tried wrestling earlier she might have been able to get two rounds uh mckenzie dern's still terrible but uh yeah not much more to say about that yeah uh who who cares 
It was, right, it, it was exactly what you you said, Brad. It was a, a shitty yep. uh, stand-up fight between uh, yep. Jiu-Jitsu. Basically. There was a little bit of blood to make it exciting, but it wasn't good. Nope. Um, yeah, and then Dubrox, obviously, just doing the damn thing. That's that's right, what thanks, I will thanks remember. Thanks, Lance, for, for sacrificing your health. We appreciate it. For the greater it. good. All right, moving on to this week's UFC on ESPN Plus 184. Oh, shit. Um, uh, well, we can skip a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get there. Yeah, I skip one right off I was the bat. There. I'm ready. I'm glad. Although, I have to say I'm a little upset because I had a, a great – you know, Carlton minus C minus. This guy looks more like an F minus. Oh. Had to give it to him anyway, Brad. That you're not going to keep a joke in on like no, that no, I, I can't hold off on a gem like that. Um, but yeah, final card of the year, and they threw as much shit at the wall as they could here, and let's see what sticks because uh, I'm sure we'll have a few more cancellations before the end of the week. But uh, I think now we're starting it off in the flyweight division, a fight that we've already broken down. Jimmy Flick against, uh, you know, I I worked out all the rhyme words, and I think Jimmy Flick is the slick hick. That's the new nickname for him, right? Better better than what his is. Better than the brick, that's for sure. Uh, And he is taking on the the pink-eyed pupil of one BFP, Cody Durden. Sean, you want to start with this one? Don't have much here. Uh, pretty pissed off that that fight got canceled because I had doesn't go to decision at minus 160. Of course, that got bet up, and then it opens at minus 265 this time. So uh, I, I think Flick is good. I think uh, Durden is shitty, literally and figuratively. And uh, <laughs> I expect Flick to win, but I, I'm, I'm salty that I'm not getting the, the awesome price on on the finish, so uh, I'll just pick Flick. I, I'm not gonna bet him though. Wes, yeah, they're not not a lot of change for me either. I, I still like like Flick in this fight. Um, I, I did like fight doesn't go decision a lot too last time, and that's just that line movement is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think uh, nothing really changes for me. I, I think this is gonna gonna be a wild scrambly fight, and I just I, I like uh, Flick a whole lot more on the mat, and I, I think he catches Darden with something. So I, I'm probably gonna look at Flick by like sub or something like that. I think that's some plus money right now, but yeah, I, I like I like Flick in this fight. Yeah, Flick by sub is it's only plus one thirty five, um, so not great. I think I'd probably just. Stick with money line on, yeah. on something like that. Um, but yeah, I like Flick as well. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people worried about his cardio in this one. Um, but Durden, I think this is, well, now it's his second time cutting down to 125. Um, but he said it was his first time cutting down to 125 when it was scheduled a couple weeks ago. And now he's doing it second time in two, three weeks, something like that. So, and, and I think the concerns about Flick's cardio are kind of overplayed. He looked really good in that contender series fight and he was constantly going for submissions. So I think Flick turns this into a grappling match and eventually finds a sub. I'm not really sure when, not super confident in it, but I do think Jimmy Flick wins in this one. 
Next up, we are moving to the middleweight division, and we have the musically inspired match of the night. We've got the Teflon Don Rick Ross taking on Wilson Pickett. Wesley, what you got here? Is, must, is he going to... Is going to slow down Mustang Sally in this one, or uh, <laughs> what's happening? Oh man, I don't even I don't even know where to go uh, after that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have too much on this fight, man. Um, I just th- these are a couple guys that crushed a couple cans on the contender series, and I'm just I'm not sure what to expect when they when they got to fight each other. Um, you probably should see a finish here, but it just feels like one of those fights to to where the they're they're finishing some bad fighters, and then when they fight each other, they kind of are tentative against each other's power. So um, I I might throw a little something on on the over one and a half here if I'm just kind of feeling uh, degenerate uh, early on the fights. Um, I, I'm gonna probably pick though Teflon Don um, for the for the win, but um, if I play anything, it'll probably just be a very small sprinkle on the over one and a half. There you go, Sean. Man, I I really want to fade this uh, Cameroon guy. Um, the forty-five year old who tries to claim he's twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> this fight's at middleweight uh, supposedly, yep. um, and first time uh, cutting down. Chu, he's he's the the Cameroon guy. I, how do you say this last name, Brad? Chukwi. Chukwi. Um, he's fought at like two twenty five before. Uh, he's fought at heavy, uh, light heavy. I don't know how this weight cut's gonna go. I think that might take a bit out of him. It might not matter just because he he might just flatline this guy really early. Um, he he did beat Thick Willie, so that is very very impressive. But. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pickett's obviously the the more uh, veteran guy, but man, that's a big number on a fairly unproven guy. So uh, I'll, I'll pick uh, Pickett and Toutmaster try to grab some points, uh, but haven't decided on sprinkling a bit on him. Maybe I will because I'm bored and it's the last card of the year. You can either refer to him in the future as the Teflon Don or as Nunchucks. We can go with nunchucks too. Oh, but we already had Kenny nunchucks. <laughs> we need a new, we need a new pair of nunchucks. So that's I right. I think he got cut. So these nunchucks are made out of Teflon. So yeah. they're much better than much those better. old. Kenny's guys. like the padded ones you practice with. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's what the Diaz brothers have. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say here. Like the the fact that he just came down to 205 for the first time on contender series. And now he's coming down to 185 for the first time on this kind of makes me worried about him gassing a little bit, but maybe he's just doing the, the Jared Cannonier thing, but doing it at the start of his career when he should have, instead of once he's like 35 years old. So I, I don't really know. I, I think he probably gets a win, but I don't hate that over one and a half. Uh, Pickett's never been finished by strikes and uh, he's, you know, pretty experienced, but there's also a reason that it took him three shots on the contender series to actually win a fight and get into the UFC because probably not that good. So yeah, and that's going to be it for this one. Um, same for the next one. Uh, I, I will get out of the way at the start here because we have uh, the lesser Zahabi taking on <laughs> an, a Harry Potter character, Draco. Isn't that the it's the little blonde rat-faced yeah. fuck, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, honestly, I, it seems like this Draco guy is a grappler. I, and not even like a good wrestler while doing it, uh, but just sort of looks for the submission. I, I kind of feel like Zahabi is technical enough to maybe stop that from happening, but man, I do not have a good read on this fight at all. Sean? I, I don't have much on this either. Uh, Zahabi's been a somewhat let down uh, coming into the UFC. I don't know how hyped he was before it. Um he doesn't fight very often. He's Canadian. There's a lot of things going against him. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick uh, Draco Malfoy. And uh, But if Canada wins, I guess that's a good thing because we need some Ws. We'd like to see him move up else. to number three pound for pound. Yes, sir. Wes, what do you got? Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel a lot how uh, Brad feels here that uh, this guy's a grappler, but he's one of those grapplers that that doesn't have like the great offensive wrestling. And, and last time he fought a dude that kept it on the feet, um, he got knocked the fuck out. Um, I just I don't know if I can play the the lesser Zahabi here. Uh, if it was maybe something more two to one or something like that, but. Um, yeah, he really should keep this on the feet and just kind of outstriking. Um, I'm gonna pick Zahabi, but man, I, I'd I'd like to see a little better number. I'd I'd probably play him. Yeah, what are we looking at for props in that one? Because that might be the only thing that that I'm looking at. Uh, over two and a half is minus two twenty five. Yeah, Zahabi yeah. by decision is plus three twenty. Yeah, that's not terrible. That's yeah. not terrible. That, that could work. All right. Speaking of some something that can work in our next fight, we got a, a fat, fat little man <laughs> who needs to get on the treadmill and do some work. <laughs> there is no way that Duran Wynn should be fighting at 195 pounds. Nice. This man is fighting at Franklin weight and. Could you imagine? He's five six on a good day. <laughs> on a on a good fucking day, I I'd say him and Brad are probably they'd look at a. That's right. If I ever met him in person, I could hide behind this man because <laughs> same height, but uh, he's. Even in my worst days, this man is much thicker than I am, and not in the good sense. Cutting to one ninety-five, uh, he's and he's facing a guy who's like an actual big middleweight man. Wes, is this going to go well for for little chubby? I I don't I don't think so. Uh this this fat fat little man just got me got me dying over here. That's that's about the perfect way to describe Darren Wynn at this point. My uh, at at one ninety five, like come on, man. Like I think us on this show was talking about him way back when when they were hyping him a few years ago. And man, I just kept saying it. He's going to run into guys that he's probably better than. He's just going to be way too small, way too fucking small. He's just going to get bodied. Um, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but there's, you know, there's weight classes for, for a reason. Um, there's no way a five, six guy, five, five, whatever he is, should be fighting up here. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't think Arroyo is like some 
great, great fighter or anything, but he's consistent, man. He, and you know what you're going to get out of him. I think he's going to fuck Darian Wynn up. And uh, it sucks because, you know, I thought we were going to get a lot of fucking harvesting on the Darian Wynn fade plant. And it, it, it was like a small bounty. It was like one season of growing because everybody figured it out quick. But guys just, he's, he's decent, but that size is just a problem, uh, a really bad problem for dudes that he can't, he can't wrestle. So yeah, I'm laying it here. Uh, I like Aurora quite a bit. Uh, probably one of my more confident spots on the card. So you thought because Darian Wynn was was stubby that he was going to be like a cactus. You just need to water him once, and you could you could harvest that forever. Yeah, but he's good, he's more like a tulip. He's an annual. You need to get in there every year and just keep feeding him. You gotta keep you gotta keep working it. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do you got on this one? Like like Wes said, Arroyo is not great. Um, he has a nine. He's gonna have a nine inch height advantage, <laughs> and that's if Darren Wynn is uh, is five six. Surprisingly, he only has a three inch reach advantage. Darren, Darren Wynn must have uh, some long arms or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, Wynn can get some takedowns early. Uh, I I don't see him finishing Arroyo. Um, he doesn't seem to be that kind of a, a fighter. I know he's had uh, he had a bunch of knockouts kind of before the UFC, but. Yeah, look who he was fighting. Um, so I, I think a Royal can stay in there, and Darren Wynn just gasses, man. Especially when people are forcing him to wrestle, and it's he's not getting it easily, and, and just it's a lot of stuff. Going on the fight. It's <laughs> yep. insane, man. He's fucking five six, and he well, he's just carrying so much weight. I guess that's uh, that's why he he gasses. I don't know, uh, but I, I expect a Royal to kind of take over. He might even get him earlier in that before uh, he gets some takedowns. Uh, I think Arroyo finish, finishes. I haven't played him yet. Uh, looking at some options, whether to take him inside the distance or just lay it, but I, I think he he wins. Darren Wynn is just not good at fighting. Yeah, we got pretty much the uh, the perfect uh, summation of Duran's training. Is that he uh, in in the chat from uh, from Matt here? He, he said that he's basically Daniel Cormier's mini me. Um, yeah, just... that, that's all he is. He. He shrinks them down to one sixth of the size, and uh, and that's Darren Wynn. And, and takes like eighty percent of the talent away. <laughs> yeah, that too. Minor detail, um, but yeah, I think he will probably get a takedown or two early because you know he's strong. He can get inside. He can take a couple shots to get inside, but he can only do that for for a few minutes. Uh, I, I think that after that, Arroyo is just gonna kick literally kick the shit out of him um maybe not the shit coming out of him but he's gonna kick him a lot and i I don't think that's gonna go well for win um i kind of think that there's gonna be some gassing and maybe like a a third round finish for arroyo once he gets on top of win and win doesn't really want to fight out of it because he's got some decent finishes with his subs from the top so Uh, i could see like an arm triangle or something like that happen at late in this fight and i too am uh, just gonna be laying it on Arroyo. I, I like him here. Is this one our consensus or is it the other one we talked about? This is the one, I believe. This is the one. We're laying it. We're, we're you know, Lance we're isn't here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lance isn't here to, to stop us. So uh, minus 155 on Antonio Arroyo. I, I love the line. Sean loves the line. Wes loves the line. 
we're, we're just going to take it. Uh, so that is going to be the MMA analysis consensus bet of the week. Antonio Arroyo. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, Cormier commented about how the hell do we get the guy down to 170 when he misses. So what do you do when he can't make 185? You make him fight one of the biggest dudes <laughs> at 185 to punish him. Uh, I love it. Cormier is a sadistic bastard. Uh, a fight that is actually at 185, and another guy that might struggle to make it because he's short, not so much fat as just like bricked up beyond all belief. Is uh, Carl Roberson? I think he's going to be okay, but uh, the fifth member of the Black Eyed Peas, Lung I Am, um, the name just it, it didn't quite work with the rest of the group, so he got kicked out. Um, yeah, this this should be fun for however long it lasts. Sean? Yeah. Lung ambulance is just not good. Uh, when when you're taking Daquan Townsend into the third round before you can finish him, it's not the greatest sign. Um, Roberson's fought the much better people. He's he's done well in, in some of those fights that he's even lost. Uh, he did all right against Glover until, you know, or no, did he get wiped out by Glover or did he catch Glover early like, you know, everyone does against Glover? I thought he got caught, or he caught Glover a bit. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he got Glover, yeah. That was one he of got them. Glovered, but that yeah. happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's just the, the Morse fighter in this, in this uh, matchup. Uh, I'm not... Uh, I don't think much of the lung ambulance. He he beats the guys up in uh, the old EFC and gets a pumped up record, and then fights actual real guys, and then he's gonna lose. Wes, yeah, I kind of agree with what Sean said. I, I just think Roberson's just got real problems with guys that can easily take him down, and that's just not what's gonna happen here. He's gonna be the longer guy. I think he's gonna win here. I, do I want to lay juice with, with robbers in here against the, you know, the long ambulance? Nah, because that guy does have a third leg, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if he <laughs> if he landed something. But, yeah, Ro- Roberson should have a, a fair – I think he's going to have a clear win here, but I just I – don't, I don't trust him enough to lay, like, minus 255 on him here, but he'll be the pick. I have – zero recollection of either of Lung Ambulance's fights in the UFC. Um, I, I know that there's been two of them because I'm looking at them right now, but <laughs> no recollection. And I have made a habit out of fading guys that come out of EFC. He comes out of EFC. I'm probably going to end up parlaying <laughs> yeah, I do. just, just yeah. for that fact alone. I I don't think this needs a lot. Um, something else that doesn't need a lot: women's bantamweight division. We got Penny Kianzad taken on Sijara Eubanks. She she likes to grapple, so I'll give her the Brazilian pronunciation with the J, the hard J. What do you got here? I'm gonna get a beer. Wes, what you got? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, not not much, man. I I I think this is probably gonna look like a lot of Eubanks fights. She's just probably gonna wrestle on body um panty here and then you'll be holding on for dear life in the in the third when she starts gassing. I just 
I don't think Panty's got the strength or anything to do much to Eubanks. Um, I'm probably not betting down here. If, if it was anything, Eubanks by decision is slight plus money. That'd be the only thing I would look at. I don't have pretty much anything on this. Uh, I didn't want to touch the over or go to the decision. I just don't want to have anything to do with this fight. Uh, like Wes said, Eubanks can look good early and then she gasses and then you're fucking terrified that she's going to get somehow finished or 10-8 in the third. Uh, I'll, I'll pick Eubanks, but yeah, like I said, no reason to have money on this fight. Yeah, um, I'm glad I didn't take long getting the beer because I didn't... <laughs> guys would have a whole lot to say um it, it's gonna go to decision that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be a thing that happens uh if you want to pick a side on this you're probably braver braver than i because i don't have an opinion finally on the prelims there was a lot of prelims but yeah we'll see how many actions happen. <laughs> very true it, it, Earlier, I set the over-under at two and a half, and I set a good line because the the votes were basically split down the middle. So we'll see how many more fights drop off. But uh, it's two and a half right now after Bilal and our our boy Ricky Glenn, um, (laughs) you know, runs away, tries to duck F-minus. But the prelim headliner, man, this is... It's kind of sad to see uh, Anthony Pettis in this spot. 2020 headlining the prelims on an ESPN Plus card against Alex Morono, who's like, he's he's fine. But yeah, man, it's that's a fall from Pettis. That uh, is just beat Cerrone. He goes from beating Cerrone, which I mean, we know what Cerrone is at this point, but he's still a, a name. And what you what do you get for that? You get to be the be the main event on the prelims against Alex Morono. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if if uh, if Pettis was just looking for a, a fight, looking for another paycheck before the end of the year. That could be it. Um, man, he he's looked rough. Supposedly he's sober now. That's that's his big thing. That's fight week. He's talking about no weed, man, and no uh, no booze, no that's nothing. Fucking, so that's the best PED you can have. Is what you're right. talking about. I know, man. That's, that's <laughs> More guys crazy. get suspended for the weed than any other PED because it is the ultimate. Yep, we we know, uh, we know. So yeah, I. Uh, Man, Morono's throws volume. He, he, that chin is a bit rough. We, we've seen Pettis knock out some some decent guys with his power, so Morono could get caught. But I don't know. I with Morono's volume, Pettis could get tired. He could get laid on on the fence. He could even get taken down. His his takedown defense is still horrific. Man. This fight is gonna get dirty if if uh, Pettis doesn't you know just absolutely clean him out uh, really early. So. I'm leaning towards uh, Alex Morono. I haven't uh, bet him yet. Uh, I was looking at him by decision. Pettis is still really durable. Uh, Morono by decisions, like, plus, what the hell was it? Plus, like, 350? Yeah. I, I think that's where the sprinkle. Uh, I think we're just getting a little bit better line because it is Pettis. Like, he's pretty, he's looking pretty rough at this point in his career. Maybe, maybe the... Uh, Rehab, or not rehab, but going sober will uh, be a relevation for him, but I don't think so. 
It might also be a revelation. Revelation, not revelation. <laughs> Wes, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning a lot of the same way Sean is here. Um, yeah, th- does all that really matter at this point? Like stopping what, whatever and taking all of those blows to the dome back, you know, like, yeah, Pettis is on the, the bad end uh, of, of his career, man. And look, I, I don't think much of, of Morono, but uh, a lot of times it's about, uh, points of career and the matchups that, that you're getting. And um, Sean's right. I mean, if, if Pettis just can't get Morono out of there pretty quick, we've, we've watched what he's done in fights against kind of younger guys outside of old dudes like Cerrone. It's going to gas too. Um, this fight's going to get dirty, I think. And I'm, I think Morono gets some takedowns here. Uh, Sean mentioned it like Pettis's takedown defense has never been the best when guys have actually tried to take him down. We've seen Morono take guys down and lay on top of him, and, and he works. I think he could bust uh, Pettis up. Um, is there always that chance that, that Pettis does catch this guy? Look, Pettis ain't hitting like fucking chaos. <laughs> like, he can get that <laughs> the fuck out of there. Like, I don't think Morono's chin is like. Uh, otherworldly or anything, but Pettis ain't hitting like like that anymore. Um, if he ever did, so yeah, there, there's that chance though. Like like Pettis is, you know, probably still maybe the better fighter. Um, definitely was when he was at his best, but yeah, there's still a, about a two to one. I think it's plus one ninety five at at Bet Online. Like I'd probably just take him straight, man. Uh, but you know. That decision's pretty good. Pedestal is durable, but yeah, Morono at, at a two to one dog here against you know an aging Pettis. I'm I'm probably I haven't bet it yet, but I'm probably gonna lay it. Yeah, um, it, it's been a rough go for for Pettis. Uh, obviously, he got the win over Cerrone, and you know got the win over Thompson. But how good did he really look in that fight? And other than no. that, uh, anybody that's pressured him. Um, Diaz pressured him. That worked out well for him. Ferreira, who I think Morono and Ferreira are in the, the same gym down in Texas, aren't they? Uh, they're both at Fortis? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, he pressured up with grappling and that worked out pretty well for him too. So I, I just think if Morono is willing to come forward and eat a couple shots, that this fight's probably going to work out for him because I don't necessarily think that, that Pettis has the power to get rid of him. And Morono, he, he's been hit in a lot of his fights, and he'll get hit and he'll get marked up. But not a lot of dudes can really put him away. Uh, it, it's taken quite a lot to get him out of there in that fight. Uh, and it's a lot easier to get Anthony Pettis to stop fighting than it is to get Alex Morono knocked out. Uh, so I, I kind of think that he's going to come forward and, and whether it's just throwing a lot of volume or getting into the clinch and trying to go for takedowns and that sort of stuff. Uh, I just think that Morono is going to wear on him. So I don't think he's going to get Pettis out of there because Pettis is the way more talented fighter in, in this fight. There's no question about that. Uh, I just think he's not a welterweight. Like we've seen for years, this is just the guy we talked about. Jose Aldo, who is now down at bantamweight, 
coming up from featherweight to fight and people weren't worried about size in that fight. So Pettis is a, a relatively small lightweight by today's standards. Absolutely not a welterweight. And I think that's kind of going to be in play here. So uh, I've got Morono as well. Uh, I'll take that decision prop at plus 350. And if we were going to do another consensus bet, uh, I think it was going to be Morono for, for half a unit because we already had one earlier. So we'll say it's unofficially official. <laughs> if it wins, we'll talk about it. If it doesn't, we won't. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, we never shy away from talking about how much we suck at doing this sometimes. It's true. Yeah. First card or first fight on the main card, heavyweight division back in my territory. We got Marcin Tybura taking on Greg Hardy. Everybody likes to hate Greg Hardy. We like to off Greg Hardy. Sean? I like Hardy here. Um, I've lost a bit of money on Tybura lately uh, just because he's not very good. Uh, I know he's beat some guys, but I still don't think he's that good. Uh Greg Hardy's shown some some good stuff in his fights. He's he's got a pretty good striking defense. Um, I thought he looked okay for with his gas tank uh, when he fought um, Volkov. He was even though he was getting hit, he was he still threw a, a decent amount in the third round. Uh, I think he can can catch Tybura early or even wear him out and and win a decision. Uh, Greg Hardy's decent, and I know. I know this is kind of a step up for him and the last big step up he he lost to Volkov, but I didn't think he looked that bad in that fight. Uh, Volkov's just a, a decent heavyweight, so uh, I like Greg Hardy. I got him at minus 111. I took it for two units. There you go. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say. I think it was about how Maurice Green probably sucks. Um, <laughs> but I, I can't remember now, so we'll pass it on to West. Turns out smoking cigarettes and crocheting is not the greatest thing, uh, way to train for a fight. Yeah, um, I kind of, kind of lean a lot where, where Sean is, uh, again here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to keep winning money on Hardy. Like we'll, we'll keep like people will make the, they'll break down the fights and they'll make reasons why Hardy shouldn't win and this and that. And he just, he wins most of his fight. Like Volkov was a massive step up. Volkov is good. Like that is a really good heavyweight in, in today's standards. Um, and he, he, you know, he, he lost that fight, but like Sean said, he, he was in there in the third round. He was still throwing stuff. Um, Ty Burr gets in these fights now to where he gets his shit pieced up guys gets get gas beating his head in and then he bodies the shit out of him. Like, and he's good at it. Um, it ain't happening to Greg Hardy. Like, come on, man. Like say what you will about his skills. He's still 265 pound fucking freak of an athlete, man. Um, I, I think he, he wrecks Tybor here. And like Sean said, even if he doesn't get him out of there, I don't, I don't see him gassing hard. Like, Ty Brewer doesn't throw a bunch of shit. His game plan is usually, like I said, he he loses in striking exchanges. Guys get tired, and then he goes to work. He gets them against the fence, and he 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 does win fights. You know, he uses that strategy, and it works for him, and he and he wins fights. I just this ain't Ben Rothwell and shit, man. Like um, Hardy at this price, I'm 
I'm going to keep winning money on Greg Hardy. Watch. It's going to happen again. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I've been pretty conflicted uh, on this fight kind of ever since I, I first learned about it and, and started thinking about it because I don't think there's much question that Tybura has more skills than Greg Hardy. But at heavyweight, like 80% of being a heavyweight and a good heavyweight is how athletic you are. And Greg Hardy has that in spades in this fight. So, like, I could see a scenario where Hardy comes out and tries to throw a bunch of big shit early and doesn't get Tybura out of there and ends up losing a decision late uh, just based on Tybura kind of doing what he did to, to Rothwell. But at the same time, it's not Ben Rothwell hitting him with those shots. It's Greg Hardy. So I have to kind of lean towards Hardy getting the win here. Um, like I said, not confident in it at all. Uh, I, I can see it going both scenarios where he gets that first round knockout. Uh, I think that was like 300 um, in some places. I think 365 had it at plus 300 or plus 333 or something like that. Or I could see him getting a decision. Um, but, man, I, I, I do lean to Hardy no matter which way it goes. It's, it's just not super confident. I could see him struggling a, a little bit down the stretch. Tybura doing Tybura things that yeah. he's done to a lot of guys. I, I mean, there's two guys that Greg Hardy has fought in the UFC. There's absolute bottom-of-the-barrel guy. And then there's Alexander Volkov. And Tybura is firmly in the middle of those yeah. two things. Yeah. So this is kind of the, the perfect measuring stick for Hardy at it this is, point. Yep, uh, I think he passes it, but am I confident enough to bet it? I don't know. depends how many beers I have by this point on Saturday night. There You'll find something. Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, women's flyweight division. We can keep, keep this one pretty quick. Uh, I actually like Jillian Robertson in this fight. I, I think she probably finds a sub at some point because she just doesn't stop grappling. And, and uh, Tyler Santos sucked against the person that tried to grapple with her uh, so far in the UFC. So that's probably a pretty good sign for Robertson. I took a little bit of the round two prop at a thousand. Sean? Yeah, I don't have too much here, but like you said, uh, Santos got out grappled got by Barella uh, and Barella is one in five in her last six fights or some shit like that. Like not a good look. Uh, Robertson, like you said, she's going to force grappling, whether she's going for takedowns or she's going to make Santos go for takedowns. It's, it's going to be grappling. So uh, in that kind of fight, I I'll give Robertson the edge, but I don't want to bet it. She's Canadian. I'm cursed betting Canadians. Does it count when she's like a, a Florida she's Canadian? Florida? Yeah, I don't know. Y'all got we like don't, we don't really got multiples of fake Florida Canadian shit, right? Yeah, we just they're like just, just the, 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 there like two of them. There's like another yeah, one. Right? That's the, the other one. one. The other one that got beat by Nunes. Oh, <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I guess they these women Canadian women don't like lumberjacks or something, so they all leave the country. <laughs> Go down to the. Gator country. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Driving through the glades. Not a lot going on. Wes, you got anything here? Uh, nah, I, I don't have much here at all. Just a total pass for me. Yeah. There you go. Not even a total. Jeez. Um, all right. Now it gets good. The, the rest of the card, 
very, very entertaining. Bantamweight division. We've got the man for whom which the nickname Magic was very appropriate for a good portion of his UFC run. Marlon Marais taking on Rob Font, who I'll never forgive for just running away from Johnny fucking Lineker and making like the only boring John Lineker fight ever. So with that in mind, Sean, what do you got? Lineker still roasted those ribs. Uh, he did as much as he could, but yes, it, it made it the most boring John Lester yes. fight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. These these Brazilians, they're there's they're either very very good or they're kind of over the hill. It seems that way uh, right now. But uh, Marais, he's he's taken some beatings uh, recently. Um, I know that this is a good stylistic matchup for him. Um, Font is, is going to be there to be hit. Uh, Marais has big power, so he could take him out. I just worry if, if Vaunt doesn't go out, uh, this might turn into a, a volume, uh, affair. And I don't think Marais's chances with that. Uh, maybe I think, uh, too much of Font, but I, I'm just staying away from this fight. Uh, I'll, I'll pick Marais to, to get Font out of there, but. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Font sticks around and, and makes it a, a close fight. Wes? Yeah, um, I, I think this is a, a pretty good uh, stylistic matchup for Marais. And, you know, he, he does kind of need that at, at this point, I think. Um, he, he does have his, you know, some limitations. Um, mainly, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like, I don't, he didn't, like, hit hit the wall back in like world series of fighting and shit like that. Like he, it seemed, I don't know, man, at some point his gas tank did just go away. Um, I do think font comes forward though. We know how he fights, man. He, and it's, it's going to be, it's just going to be fireworks, man. Uh, I think Marais does catch him and, uh, and, and gets him out of there. Am I like really, really confident in that happening? Like, no, I mean, I, I, I lean that, I'm, I'm betting Marais here. I, I do think he gets it. It's the best, you know, Sanhagen was a, a decent matchup too, I thought, but, you know, Sanhagen's very, very good. You know, um, uh, we always thought that, but that was a just a crazy good performance. I don't think Font's that good. Um, so, yeah, I do think Marais is going to catch him with some air. If he doesn't, like, if this does go long, it's it might not be good, man, but – that's that's you know that's what you're getting with Marais at this point. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna it, it's gonna be a small bet. It's not one of my most confident, but I'm taking Marais here. Yeah, I I like Marais here as well, <clears throat> but I've sort of become less confident in it uh, yeah. as I've heard people talk about the fight because he's obviously got the advantage. He's he's got the chance to land something early or. Maybe make it a little bit like the uh, the Munoz fight where he's just sort of on font so much that he forces him to, to shoot a bad takedown. Um, and Bryce is much better on the ground between these two guys. So uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember the last time I saw him wrestle, but uh, wrestling wouldn't be terrible for him in this one. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I just kind of think that no matter what Marice throws in the first round uh, – if he lands anything, it's going to have a big impact on Font for the rest of the fight. 
Uh, Fauna is one of those guys that, you know, I alluded to in the Lineker fight. Once he gets hit with some big stuff, he can kind of shut down. Uh, yep. Normally, he's this volume guy, so I I get that sort of uh, volume win round two, round three, take a decision. But after he gets hit a bit, uh, maybe leg kicked a bit, you know, whatever it is that Marais lands, I- I'm not sure that he's going to want to throw so much on the feet. So I, I lean Marais decently. I might end up with a little play on it. Uh, it seems like a lot of people like font in this spot, so maybe I'll wait and see if I can get a, a better line. But uh, I do lean to Marais, whether it's a, a stoppage early or maybe a, a close but uh, hopefully clear decision. Uh, you never know with these fucking scumbag do- judges. <laughs> yeah. Next up, welterweight division, and this fight is, is just nuts. Um, we got the backflip dude. Uh, against the dude that everybody wants to crown because he's thrown two punches and landed two punches in the UFC. Sean? Hell yeah. Fucking Chaos Williams. Round one TKO plus 500. Uh, I put a quarter unit on that and I put him by uh, TKO at plus 185 for a unit. I just think that this is likely going to be a stand-up fight. I know Pereira's kind of shot some takedowns, but... Uh, I think Chaos Williams can can kind of force it into a, a striking fight, and dude has big power. Um, that was a really nice knockout against uh, Al Hassan. Uh, the Morono knockout is is what it is, but he's got big power. Uh, Pereira can be hit. He does dumb shit. I think uh, he's got a chance at at knocking him out early. But You're just about to disagree, Tyler. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wes, what do you got? Now tell me why I'm absolutely fucking wrong, Wes. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I, could that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, K- Chaos Williams does. He, he he punches, but that's the thing. Like, it, if it doesn't, I, I think it's bad for him. Um, now, this is on uh, the fact that I'm banking on last fight Pereira showing up <laughs> and not doing backflips off the fucking top of the cage during the fight. Pereira shows up. Um, I just think there's there's a just way too much hype off of a guy that's uh, got a couple of nice knockouts. Like you know the the last one against Allison was you know nice, but uh, come on, Morono. And then before that, it's like Can City. Uh, I think Pereira is the better all around fighter. If this if this does get out of the first like. Uh, he's a, a legit black belt too. Like, uh, if this hits the mat at any point, like, I, I don't know if Chaos Williams has been on the mat in a fight. Not anything that, that I've seen. It's, it's been a while. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a little prayer here. And I, I think it's a lot to do with, uh, more. I think this is just a, a lot of, a lot of hype on a guy that's got a couple highlight real KOs. The last one, not bad. Don't get me wrong, but what what do we really know at this point? I've at least seen Pereira in there, not acting a fool, and fight a a pretty pretty well rounded, decent fight. So I, I'm going to take a little bit here. It's not a big bet, uh, but I like Pereira. Yeah, I I've got to side with Wes on this one. Um, could it happen where where Chaos lands something big again? Sure, that, that's a possibility. What did you say you got that at? Uh, the round one KO at like plus 400, Sean? 500. 
500. Like that's fine. That is an absolutely reasonable bet. Uh, If you're laying bet on that, just to have it. Yeah. If you're laying even money on this dude that honestly, we know nothing about. Um, I, I'm sure that you can go back and watch his regional fights against uh, eight and ten Bo Yan and <laughs> six and five Ladarius Jackson, Damn. and going to a decision with seventeen and nineteen Tony Hervey, who's a name I actually recognize because he fought like Gomi back in Valley Tudo Japan way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> but like you, you can't learn anything from that. Um, so what happens when he doesn't land that punch? So sure, putting plus 500 on the punch, I'm behind that. But if it goes beyond that, I think Pereira has more to his game. Um, so I'm, I'm not betting it, but if I was betting this, I would be putting the close to even money on the guy that we've actually seen good stuff out of, uh, rather than the guy that we've seen the, the one big thing out of. Because what happens when the one big thing does not happen? And it, it ain't like Pereira hadn't like back in his can fighting shit. Wasn't like highlight reel knocking motherfuckers out. He yeah. was. He was doing the same shit that Chaos Williams was doing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think he's the the more well, so, well-rounded guy when it's not just a one-punch knockout type fight. Yeah, just a, a super quick th- scroll through uh, Pereira's record. The guys that he went to decision with, uh, one was seven and zero, one was twelve and three, uh, twelve and four, uh, eight and two. <laughs> like there's, he's gone to decisions with guys that at least have good records. Uh, Chaos has gone to decision with a guy that's seventeen and nineteen, seven and seven. Like those are vets, Brad. Those are veterans. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to survive. Um, so yeah, like. I don't know. I like I said, I haven't gone back and watched those fights. I'm not going to. The amount of money I bet on this isn't worth it. Um, but I think that if it goes long, Pereira. Um, yeah, plus five hundred on the the real real short though. I can I can deal with that. Next up, Sean, you're gonna have to go first on this one because, man, I'm Money. I'm waiting. For- waiting for the hot takes, but we have Jose, not Jose, it's Jose, Portuguese, Brazilian, hard J, taking on Marlon Vera, and man, how much does the UFC wish that Marlon Vera was Mexican? Because uh, they keep hyping all these dudes as, this is the real Mexican now. Um, and Vera's probably better than all those dudes. Yeah, the, the Ecuadorian... Uh, aspect is is a bit unfortunate because he, he could be a, a bigger fighter. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of fading Aldo here. Um, I kind of think that was a, a pretty life-changing beating he took uh, against Peter Yon. He's kind of taken a couple of those. Uh, he took two against Holloway and then, then another one against Yon. He's taken a lot of punishment. Uh, I know he's only 34 years old, but we've seen at the lower weight classes, these guys can fall off a cliff at much younger uh, ages compared to, to higher weight classes. This is a big step up for Vera. Aldo looked awesome against Jan early. Um, but I just, man, that beating is crazy. That was only, what, five months ago? I mean, that's a decent time off, but... That was a pretty big beating. Another cut down to 135. 
Uh, Cheeto Vera looked good in his last uh, fight out. Uh, I think he beat uh, Song Yudong before that. He he keeps improving. Uh, I got plus one fifty. I threw a unit on it. It's it's kind of a, a fade of Aldo and and Vera's getting better. Uh, these guys are about to trash what I just said. So uh, I, I like Vera. It's it's kind of just a spot thing. Uh, I think Aldo might be done, and it's going to be very sad. For, so it's going to be a sad couple weeks if if uh, if Aldo goes down for some older Brazilians. Wesley. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> Look, he he better he better pray to everything that that was the last of Auto and the Peter Yan fight. He because that's that'd be everything I, I would think I'm banking my money on. Because this ain't close if Auto isn't like completely done. I don't think so. Like he he took some fairly decent beatings in the Holloway. I mean, he might've looked as good as he ever has against Peter Jan, uh, at the beginning of that fight. Like until he got dropped. I mean, that all just, uh, that auto shows up in the first couple of rounds against Barrett. Jesus Christ, man. He is absolutely murdering. I don't think that happens. Don't get me wrong. Bear is a, a tough guy. And I, I do like Vera. I've made some money on Vera. I made a ton of money on Vera against fucking O'Malley. So uh, I, I like Vera. I just, I, I think it does come down to that. Auto's got to be like done from the Yon fight. Because uh, I just, everywhere, he's just so much better than Vera everywhere. Um, I'm I'm betting Auto here. You're going to have to prove me wrong. Like, absolutely. You're just You're going to have to prove me wrong. He's better than Barrett every which way. And, um, yeah, do I, um, you know, that's, that's what you have to worry about a little bit. That was a, a pretty bad beating. He took five months as a, a good time off after a fight. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm taking auto that, that price is just crazy against Barrett. You, you're gotta be banking on that. He's just completely done. I, I don't think so. I am. <laughs> you better be because, that, like Wes said, that's the only reason. Um, and I feel like if he was so broken from that fight, he wouldn't be back in a fight, especially at Bantamweight, five months later. Uh, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, he he looked good in that fight. Uh, and his entire career, uh, although, you know, obviously one of my favorite fighters ever, so completely biased here, but he's never lost to someone as bad as, and like not to disparage Marlon Vera because he's a good fighter, but he's never lost to someone at Marlon Vera's level. It, it just haven't, hasn't happened. Yeah. And it, correct. Uh, but this is also his biggest step down in a fight in a decade. Like, honestly, if you go back and look through where he was and where other guys were at their careers when he fought them, I think this is his biggest step down in a fight since he fought Chris Mickle in a super gimme fight in the WEC uh, where there's like, we want to get this kid on TV. We want to get him on like two months after he just had this awesome knockout and, and we're going to build him up. Um, 
So I, I think this is his lowest level of competition since then. And again, it's not, I'm not trying to shit on, on Vera by saying this. It's just that Aldo has fought a ridiculous run of guys over his career. Uh, and, and now, obviously, he's not what he was. He's He was the greatest featherweight of all time, is the greatest featherweight of all time. But he's still got all of the skills that that went into that. And, and I don't think that Marlon Vera, a guy that loves to come out and throw leg kicks, and that that's a big part of his offense, I don't think you're going to be able to come out and leg kick Aldo. Uh, you, you can kind of stall him out like Volkanovski did. Um, or just completely outpace him over five rounds like Jan did. But he's still going to have success in those spots, and he did against better guys than Vera. So yeah, I, I think that Aldo is going to make Vera fight at his pace, and I think he's probably going to win a decision here because Vera is super tough. But, man, I would uh, I would give up my voice slant style if Aldo can do uh, a rib roaster on Vera like he did on Jeremy Stevens. Because that'd be a thing of beauty. So every uh, time, every time he dips down a little bit off of a loss of a title fight or something like that, he obliterates a guy every single time. He's like, nope, I'm still auto. He's making. I I agree with like what you said. It was a good point too. Like auto's never been the guy to like rush back into a fight either. After taking, he takes his time off. Him making uh, 135 again, knowing that he's going to make it and shit, I think that says a lot about that too. And where his head at, where his head's at coming in and his health. So all that to be said, uh, when Aldo dropped down to minus 140 at this point, I, I had to, to unload pretty good on that. Uh, limits were still low. So I, I've only got two units uh, on Aldo. But uh, man, I, I like him in this spot. He's just, it's fucking Aldo against Marlon Vera. I, better, I don't. He better be shot, Sean. He better be done. He better be completely done. That's better. the only way. I'm gonna That's be. The only way. Here's here's the thing. I'm gonna be very right or very wrong. Either either Aldo is gonna be shot and Vera is gonna look very very good, or I'm gonna be very wrong and and Vera is gonna look very bad against a, a game Aldo. So I guess you know we'll what, even if Aldo isn't shot and he comes out and he whoops his ass for two rounds, I think Vera is still going to be there in the third round and he's going to make that competitive um, just because that's the kind of guy he is. So, I you know, I, I think he comes out of this fight looking good regardless. Yeah, I do I do too. Vera, Vera's tough, man. I, I like Vera. He, you know, even saying all that about Aldo, I, I do like Vera. That, yeah. that, was, that was just an incredible cash last time. Yep. Always love, oh, yeah. love that one. Um, yeah, but it's Jose Aldo. I mean, come on. Main event time, welterweight division. We have, you know what? I've I've never been a fan of Stephen Thompson, but he's done some very cool shit in his career. So he's one of those guys. He's starting to come towards the end a little bit. So uh, I'll give him his credit. Uh, he he's all right, and he seems like a good dude. I, I'd have a beer with him. But he has taken on, man. Who was who was the last really athletic dude that uh, Stephen Thompson fought? Woodley. It was it's probably Woodley, right? He's, he's taken on the the first hog analysis contender of the night uh, since Woodley in Jeff Neal, and 
We'll see. Wes, let, let's start off with you on this one. How, how do you think this is going to go for, for old Wonderboy? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it, if it plays out like, like I think, um, yeah, I just, I think Neil can, uh, can, can push the fight, man. Um, I, I just, most of the time Thompson can have success against guys that, that don't do a lot. Um, Neil's usually uh, pretty aggressive in his fights and, um, I mean, he hits with power. Um, you know, I know he was was sick or some shit. Like, I think that's something you probably have to think about a little bit going into this fight. It wasn't that long ago. I'm not sure exactly what, what ended up being wrong with him, but, I mean, he was in a hospital, like, almost dead or some shit, I believe. So, um, yeah, I, I just – I think his, you know, aggression here is going to play a uh, play a big part. Um, if if he does, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if if it does get out of first second round, it's going to say a lot about Neil because those usually play and those those kind of rounds play into to Wonder Boy's game. Usually, um, guys usually start sitting back a little more and it lets him uh, tee off. I mean, say what you will about Wonder Boy, if you don't pressure him he can look good on you can pull out just crazy shit. Um, I think Neil gets him out of there though. I think he catches him. It seems like Warner boys getting a, a little bit older. Um, he, he gets, uh, he gets caught with shit and gets hurt a little bit now. So, uh, going to go Neil, uh, may, maybe a small bet. I, I haven't bet him yet. Um, but if I bet anything on his fight, it's going to be, uh, going to be the Neil. All right, Sean, tell him why he's wrong. I mean, there is a good chance that Jeff Neal is completely fine after being, his words, not mine, on his deathbed five <laughs> months ago. Um, you got that. You got COVID training. I've been a fan of Jeff Neal. I've, I've bet I've won some money on him. He's been very good. Uh, I think he is going to be very good. I think this is a very tough matchup. Coming back from being on your deathbed and COVID training, uh, Wonder Boy, when when he, he's in, for the most part, stand-up fights, it, it's a tough fight for those guys. Uh, I know Pettis caught him, and if Neil catches him, like that's not the most surprising thing. Um, Neil has big power, and, and Thompson can be hit at times, but generally in stand-up fights... Thompson is very, very good, and he kind of forces you to either have a boring-ass kickboxing uh, karate fight, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think Neil is going to come forward, and that kind of plays into Thompson's hand. He is a uh, counter-striker. He could get caught with Neil Neil coming in, but that's that's what Thompson wants to do. He wants guys to come in. He is getting older. He's 37 years old, so those reactions are getting slower by the day. Um... But in my opinion, this is going to be his kind of fight. He's got good takedown defense. I don't think Neil's going to going to shoot too much. Uh, and if he do does, I think he gets uh, stuffed. So I think this is going to be on the feet. And and Thompson has a pretty good shot in in any striking uh, fight. I mean, he he showed how good he was last time out against a, a guy that we know is is flawed, but is an aggressive fighter and usually comes forward. Uh, I do think Jeff Neal is better than Luke, but. Uh, it's just a small one-unit one, one unit play on Thompson, <laughs> plus 100. Uh, I just 
there's a, a decent amount of questions coming out of the, the Neil camp, even though I do think he's a, a very good up-and-coming fighter. Yeah, I'm I'm torn on this one again. Uh, you know, I've, I've been indecisive this week. Uh, what can I say? You know, Hanukkah is just a time to reflect on things and really, <laughs> oh, really think about things deeply. So, you know, that's what I've been doing. But I, I've come to a decision in this one. And that decision is that I'm going to take the under. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually want to choose a side. Uh, I, I just think there's going to be a finish. Um, I, I think what Sean's saying about Wonder Boy being a, a counterpuncher is very true. Uh, obviously, he's had his best success with, with guys coming at him and him being able to just piece him up. Uh, and I think a little bit of that can happen in this fight because Neil's defense is above Luke's, but... You know, I, I think my defense is above Luke's, so that that doesn't say a lot. Um, Neil's going to get hit if he comes in and he's aggressive. But at the same time, the the last guy who was this athletic and fought Thompson, he was also a counterpuncher. But the, like, two times in their ten rounds of fighting that he decided to go first... He also landed some massive shit on Thompson. And I think as long as Neil is physically okay, he can probably do that same sort of thing. Um, even if he, you know, Thompson's setting things up and waiting for him and doing, you know, weird karate shit, I, I think Neil can still get there and, and land first. And I think if he lands, it's going to be big and it's going to put him out. But if he doesn't, he's going to be right there for for Thompson. So uh, I I think the small cage helps. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. And and I think there's just going to be exchanges in this fight. And I'm not – I have no confidence knowing who's going to land in those exchanges. uh, But somebody is going to land. And both of these guys are all right in terms of their durability. But we've both seen them clipped and rocked. And in Thompson's uh, case, he's been put out. So I think there's a stoppage. Uh, so I'll take that under three and a half. It's basically around even money right now. Um, looking at, so yeah. Lay my, it at four and a half. What was that? Unless you want to lay it at four, uh, under four and a half. I could do that too. Either one's fine. What's, uh, I wouldn't play the four and a half because four and a half and ghost decision are the exact same price at dimes. dimes. <laughs> I saw that. Oh man, they're good at stuff. Um, yeah, so that's your weekly reminder to go and have different accounts, different places, because you can get some stupid lines in some places if there's things that you are confident in happening. Uh, I don't know what our plan is, but there's a, a three-week break between cards. We probably got to do some end-of-year shit. We got to do the, the champion mm-hmm. prediction show. Um We've got a. I, I think Lance is going to come back to the podcast with a, a voice box. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> to play a game. I'm right there. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens over the holidays. But I, I think get a we'll break. Have, we get we'll a break from UFC. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a break from all our tape study, man. I'm, it's exhausting. I got to tell you. Yeah. Take, yeah, I'll probably take two weeks off and then do the, the preview show the first week. And then the next week, if uh, COVID just doesn't absolutely annihilate that card, it's actually a decent card. But uh, don't look at it now because it'll completely change. <laughs> I have not looked weeks. at it 
at all. I, I can't. Look, I can't look that far ahead anymore. <laughs> we got anything yeah. for the folks before we sign off for 2020? Are we going to thank our four fans for uh, for listening? We got to like us? ten. Yeah, <laughs> we got double digits. It's like and at least if it is only four, I mean they've got at least two or three burners each. Because yeah, I, I see different names in there. I mean, giving us best. I mean, Bo, like Bo's watching this on three separate accounts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pumping up those numbers. Yeah. Go on, man. I don't. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, those of you who do actually listen to us, uh, much appreciated. Uh, it, it was fun coming back to the podcast this year and and watching this circus of a sport again. And you know, maybe keep me around a while. The podcast kind of changed a little because um, of the pandemic. Like we're a, we're we're completely different crew. Um, yeah, it's worked out all right though. Times are changing. Out. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, Sean, Lan- anything for the people? Not much. Uh, like I said, Lance is going to be on all the fucking steroids. So come come the first week of of January, he will be back. Uh, he he has every five years he gets these like diseases that nobody's heard of and nobody can figure out why he's sick and it lasts like months and he's had AIDS like three times yeah it's crazy so we were due for one of these but uh he he wants to come back really bad it's just he can't talk and and you know for a guy like Lance that's tough he he likes to hear himself talk so it's 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 got to be torture for him right now but uh I only do so much of the the drawing and <laughs> the drawing board. Pictures. It, it should doesn't... have the drawing board back in, in 2021. Don't worry. Yeah. You might need <laughs> that, it. Yeah. That, that, that's why you got to tune in folks. Uh, <laughs> you you got to see the visuals of the drawing board now. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's been a weird year. You know, I came back, Lance came back, Jay left rest in peace, Jay. Um, you know, I, I know you're up there chilling with pizza boy. Um, and Bet, uh, uh, betting on live betting Rocky Ford. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what everybody wants to do when they're when they're up there live bet Rocky Ford. Baby Dick was back for an episode. One episode. And, what a year! Yeah. Back in every once in a while. So it, it's been fun. We had some some tout tales with Jerry. So twenty twenty has been a good year for the show. It, it, yeah. it's been an entertaining year and. <laughs> We will be back in uh, in in 2021 and uh, just see what this wonderful sport brings us. <laughs>